Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Denise Gable. Welcome, Denise. Thank you, Bernie. It's so good to have you here, Denise. Denise, you are an international best-selling author, a professional speaker, and mentor on the power of change. During your tenure as the Chief Innovation Officer of the Filene Research Institute, you led the prestigious I3 program throughout the United States and Canada, and I3 stands for Ideas, Innovation, and Implementation. You also served as Chief Operating Officer at the Northwest Credit Union Association. And throughout your professional career, you've inspired others to embrace living with a can-do mindset. You've made it your life's work to help others embrace a can-do mindset. And now you are recognized as the world's first can-doologist. I love it. And Denise, your book, The Can-Do Mindset, How to Make Things Happen with Enthusiasm, is an international bestseller. So, Denise, on this episode, I want us to unpack how a can-do mindset has a profound impact on a business because of the impact on its people. But first, Denise, I think you know the drill here on the podcast. Let's begin with your backstory. Tell us your backstory. Oh, the backstory. For me, that started when I was a junior in high school. I felt like my family might be getting stuck in a small town. And in that moment, I asked my mom, can we move to a bigger city with more opportunity? It was hard, can do, and we did it. And it was a shock in that senior year, but well worth it. And that can-do mindset, that's, I think, when it surfaced, but it has served me so well in my professional life, my personal life, that it is now, as you said, it is my life's work. That's your backstory. That's my backstory. Okay. Well, since it is your life's work, Denise, I'm going to ask you that tough question, which actually I know is not a tough question for you. And that is, just give us a high-level explanation of what exactly is a can-do mindset. A can-do mindset is the choice to stay focused on joy and possibilities. And according to some academic research at Stanford University, it makes a really big difference because shifting that mindset into forward or growth versus stagnant and grousing can have a huge impact on your life, your health, less stress, better organizations. It just gets easier. And I'll share with you just briefly as far as this, you know, bigger definition of the can-do mindset. 
got the academic studies behind it, and I want to give you a case study from the field. Now, we have those other components, but from a field work study, this is the story of a credit union in Texas, Security First Credit Union. Andy Reid is the CEO and president there, and with his team, put the can-do mindset and some very simple, specific tools to work. And you know what happened? They went from 18 months being able to complete, you know, maybe a complex cross-organization project to 18 days. Whoa, 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 whoa. T -t -t time out. Um, ho hold on. My, my ears are clogged. Did you say 18 months to 18 weeks? Yes. No, 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 I did not. I said 18 months to 18 days. 18 Denise, days. Denise, that is, that, that's beyond amazing. It is beyond amazing. And you know what? That can-do mindset was a choice for every individual on the team, the team in general, the organization. And when you break down those silos and just think, well, what can we do? Andy and his team proved it. In 18 days, in their case, they implemented a pretty complex lending system to serve members in their community. So not only did they have a win to move to 18 days of implementing this kind of complex project, but they generated $4 million in loans in the first month for their community, for people that needed those funds to have a better life. So you can see kind of this ecosystem and this evolution of what the can-do mindset, what is it? And what can it do when you simply decide that's your choice, whether you want to maintain or, you know, pursue a can-do mindset and choose to live your life that way, choose to run your organization that way. Wow. That's, that's the answer to the can-do mindset. Yes. Well, thank you for the explanation. Thank you for the research data and for that case study example. So, Denise, where I want to go next is, I think, you know, a little bit about i -Corps. We employ more than 40,000 people. Uh, every day we bring smiles to work. We create smiles for the customers that we serve. And we have tens of thousands of people who are on the front lines servicing those customers. And we have many, many, many supervisors who are coaching those frontline employees. So my question is, what kind of guidance can you offer supervisors who are coaching their team members as it relates to a can-do mindset? It's a great question because as team members, we're going to, of course, coach ourselves and be responsible. And like you said, we oftentimes have a coach or two in our workplace or in our lives. Here's the message for you, coaches. The can-do mindset is 85% learned through social learning and 15% training. Well, what does that mean? That means that, that, that saying monkey see, monkey do. We model, we must model what the can-do mindset looks like. That's the most important thing we can do as a coach. We model the can-do mindset if that's what our expectation is for our team members. So it seems rather simple and it can be hard. It can be hard, but that's the single best advice I can give to the coach. Model the behavior. Absolutely. Model behavior. Okay. Model behavior. Makes, makes a lot of sense. So as you know, not everything always goes perfectly in life and at work. So what kind of guidance can you offer when 
things go sideways or just something is just difficult. It's a difficult day or a difficult situation. At iCore, we pride ourselves on being more than just a team of CX professionals. We're a global family working in unison. No matter the geography, our site stands shoulder to shoulder, playing a vital part in our client's success. With a strategic partnership value at our core, we prioritize excellent communication and alignment, always focused on achieving each client's vision. We are agile and ready to adapt at a moment's notice to meet your business needs. That's the iCore way. You're so right on that, Bernie. It's not a matter of if, it is a when. When things get hard. That means you get yet another email that the budget deadline's been moved up two weeks. That means you've got the notice that three of your colleagues are out and you're going to have to pick up an extra shift. It can be anything and it can be things that happen to us at home or driving and we just we just tend to feel the hard. First, I want you to always remember, you have the can-do mindset. You have the can-do mindset. You were born with it. You just might have it buried. So remember that you have it. It's always been there and it's never left. What we do then is we pull it to the surface a bit. And let's call that process, it's a four-step process, very quick. Let's call it channeling your cheetah. Well, the cheetah by two obvious reasons. Denise is a big fan of cheetah. But why the cheetah? Well, it's the fastest animal in the world. Most of us know that. And it can accelerate. Did you know this? It can, the the cheetah can accelerate from zero to 60 in three seconds. Wow. I didn't know that. Can you believe that? I mean, get your mind around that too. You know, the, the cheetah is laying on the ground and suddenly it is moving in three seconds, 60 miles an hour. Wow. That's important because channel your cheetah means you're still responsible. You're still going to decide for you. So here's what I want you to do. Four quick steps called channel your cheetah. One, feel it. I'm done. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Go ahead and call it. Name it. Feel it. Do that for yourself. If you're comfortable, share it with someone else that you trust. So the first thing is don't bury it. Don't pretend that you're not feeling frustrated. Acknowledge acknowledge it. it. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's one, two. And this is really a big deal. Shift to neutral. Now there's a reason the gear shift, whether it goes like this or this, these days, it goes from park to neutral to drive and drive to neutral to park. So it is not likely that you're going to feel this frustration and someone's going to say, or you're going to say to yourself, snap out of it. It's not realistic. You're going to feel that feeling. You're going to shift to neutral. Neutral means a place where you feel safe, where you collect your thoughts, 
where you regain your composure, where you begin okay. to just center around yourself, that's neutral. Sometimes you stay there for a few minutes. Right. Yeah, I mean, regaining composure, that, that, that clicked for me. What would you do, Bernie? I mean, if you needed to, to shift to neutral for you, would you go for a walk or a nap? I would, or? I would pause and I would take a deep breath and just let some time pass. Not minutes, maybe. It might even be just a minute. It might even be a minute. Excellent. If you have a love for pens, like me, you go out and buy new pens because suddenly my can-do list looks more interesting with some color. It can be silly things. It can be a long walk, a nap, meditation. Step one, feel it. Step two, shift to neutral. Step three, ask yourself, what can I do? What can I do? Sometimes the cheetah might just roll over. Sometimes the cheetah might take three steps. And sometimes the cheetah is going to accelerate from zero to 60 in three seconds. But the cheetah decides. You decide. Feel it. Shift to neutral. Ask yourself, well, what can I do? So that's where course, I examine the possibilities then. I'm looking at all the possibilities. Yes, you're looking at possibilities and you're looking at your own capacity. You're looking at your capacity and the capacity around you, which no one has unlimited budget. No one has right. unlimited time. So the question that we pose to ourselves and our organization and our team, well, what can we do? Suddenly opens up. Like you said, different possibilities. You're kind of exploring then what's possible and what's within capacity. I bet that credit union asked that question when they went from 18 months to 18 days. Absolutely. What can we do? Not, not have we, what have we done in the past? What do we know to be our limitations? But, you know, even something like uh, you think you want to print a full color brochure and have it, you know, there for the the meeting uh, in two days. Well, that's probably not realistic, but what can you do? You could do a digital piece and people could scan and pull it up on their device. I bet you could do that. And so it just, you're so right. It just forces you that simple question. What can I do? What can we do? Four step, go again. Feel it. Shift to neutral. Ask yourself, what can I do? What can we do? And go again. That's all you do when things get hard. And when so you go again, the way that I'm interpreting that, Denise, is now take action. Do something. With, do something. Take action. What you just thought about. Put it into action. Put it into action. Remember, it can be very small based on what you decided, based on what your capacity and options are. But that is exactly the point, Bernie, is that we need to progress forward. So, yes, it's the ability to then do something, take action, go again, and then return that loop to some can do. And when things get hard again, channel your cheetah. It never left you. You just need right. to practice. You just right. need to practice. Yeah. Okay. So, so far, Denise, we've d discussed what is a can-do mindset? You gave us some examples. 
He gave us some guidance for supervisors coaching their teams, some guidance for what to do when things get hard, channeling your cheetah. My, my next question is, how do we attract can-do talent in our business? Another good question, because uh, this is a fact that can-doers are in high demand. Can-doers are in high demand. So that rings an ear to bosses and organizations that you're looking for people who have the can-do mindset. Colleagues, team members, we're looking for places that make us welcome with our can-do mindset. And our, we just grow. We grow as people. We grow as teams. We grow as an organization with this can-do mindset. So if you want to attract that talent, that starts throughout the organization. You have to recruit that way and be honest that you're looking for a can-do mindset. And I've done a little looking at I-Corps and your organization with your core values. And I can see right there that that is part of your mission. That's part of what you're doing to support the culture and who works at I-Corps. That's so very recruit. true, Denise. In fact, yeah. I would even say it's in our DNA. So semantics. Yes, it's in our culture. It's just in our DNA. It's just part of who we are as an organization. So you're well ahead. You're well ahead by just thinking everything that way. We recruit that way. We retain that way. Let me say a word about retain and kind of slip in a little whisper to the team member. We, we did talk a little bit about the coach, team members, and leaders. I want you to stand in your authentic power, and I want you to speak up. That's how we retain high performers and can do and great talent. You can't go to work and just think, you know, if the boss knows, you know, knew what I knew, you have to share that with someone. You have to share that with that boss or colleague. And I, I believe in this so much that sometimes we stand in our own way. For whatever reason, we get all these things in our mind and we don't speak up. I met a gentleman this week in my home. He was a service person and he came in and told me he was only three months on the job. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. How did you pick this company? Because they have a great culture and a good opportunity for me. Fabulous. How do you generate ideas in your organization? I mean, he just thought he was engaging with the customer, but no, it's the canduologist. And I want to know these things. So how does your company work? How do you how do you get ideas? How do you nurture ideas? He said, well, I've had some, but since I'm so new, it's not appropriate for me to speak up. What? Why? He said, it just isn't. I just feel too new. And do you know what he said when I asked him, well, how long are you going to wait? How long are you going to wait to speak up? He told me two years. Oh, wow. Two years. That is crazy. So, yes, he, he got a can-do mindset uh, signed book when he left. No, you don't speak up on your first day and say, hey, I'm brand new here and I have a lot of ideas. You should sit down and listen. No, we wouldn't do it that way. But right. we, would, we would welcome those fresh set of eyes and that mind. So that's how we retain 
And it comes full circle back to the culture, you know, what I said about our DNA. So by having a culture that it encourages open communication, it encourages that can-do mindset, and it encourages people sharing those ideas. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, goes both ways. So I just wanted to make sure we were clear on the collaboration there. This is not all on the coaches. Yeah. This is yeah. this is a, a definite collaboration through individuals, teams, the organization to create this language and this uh, behavior, which sounds like, and I, from what I've researched, you are well on your way to this yeah. can-do mindset. Yeah, it takes everyone. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we call well, it maybe we, you, uh, call it a can-do-it, where people can do work it. together. A can-do-it. I love that. I love that. Well, Denise, this is a conversation that I am thoroughly enjoying, and if I'm not careful, we could go for an hour, but uh, we don't do that on the Digitally Irresistible podcast. So before I ask you the fun question, I do want to ask you, if someone wants to connect with you, learn more about you, your book, your services, uh, where, where should we send them? Send them to my LinkedIn under Denise Gable, G-A-B-E-L. You can also head over to the website which is hyphenated, can-do-ology, O-L-O-G-Y.com, can-do-ology.com. There is also a free toolkit on there. So when you hit that site under toolkit, you'll find about five tools in there to help you. They're free to download. They'll help you to manage and figure out what your own joy meter is. Maybe a framework for understanding your gifts and talents, how you can more efficiently communicate with others. So help yourself over there too. Great. Thank you. Well, all that will be linked up in the show notes. Those that are watching on screen or seeing it on screen. I want to get to our final question. That's our fun question, Denise. And that is when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? I can't wait to hear your response. <laughs> this was fun to even think about. I thought, well, my creativity shines in shopping and decorating, for sure. So I have a high level of creativity. I'm a very curious person, and that comes out when I see others. Like, I am that person on the aircraft that's like, hi, how can I help? Where are you going? So I, I love people and possibilities. And my joy and love come from my two rescue cats, Gizmo and Henry. And this work, uh, I've gone through some hard in my life that accelerated into harder and hard and hardest. And I think through that, I, well, I know, I don't think, I know through that process, this is my life's work. This brings me the greatest joy. And I'm, I'm so honored uh, to be a guest on your show today, Bernie. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you, Denise. Thank you. Uh, we're honored to have you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I love what you're doing. Uh, you're the world's first can-doologist. Uh, I just love you bringing that can-do mindset to the world, and uh, it's it's making a difference. You're having an impact. So thank you so much, Denise, for joining us today. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.